Hey, everyone. Well, this is a special edition of the photo show, uh, and it's special because... Because neither one of us is going to be speaking for the rest of the episode. That's right. An <laughs> so episode without Michael nor Kai. Right. You get a break from us. Uh, and the reason for that is we recorded a conversation between Thomas Roma and Susan Kismarek about uh, publishing photo books and the launch of SPQR Editions, uh, a new uh, book publishing, photo book publishing venture by Thomas Roma and family. Yeah, his wife, Anna Roma, is uh, actually, technically, Anna and Giancarlo are the owners of SPQR, and everybody else is unpaid uh, volunteers <laughs> or something. Unpaid um, employees. <laughs> yes, although uh, Tom, uh, I think, still holds the role of the Caesar that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I'm I'm curious to hear this myself. It was uh, kind of boisterous crowd uh, on Friday night. And so even though I heard most of it, I was also distracted a couple of times uh, when people came up to the table and who had to sneak out and wanted me to go ahead and sign my book. I know. Um, what an awful responsibility and burden that must have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, yes, exactly. That was a terrible burden. I mean, think <laughs> about the, the cramp in my right hand. Oh. and Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I but I did hear some of what was said, and I think that um, you know there's some great and important little tidbits that get thrown in amongst uh, the questions that both Susan was asking and uh, the answers that Tom gave, especially now in this world where a lot of people are self-publishing their books, and a lot of people are going to other publishers and handing them you know twenty to thirty thousand dollars to produce their book. And so this this model, which uh, Tom refers to as uh, it's not a not for profits, it's a no profit enterprise (laughs) and um, how this, you know, this idea of having someone at the head who is actually uh, editing and sequencing and really curating the the books and then producing them at a a rate that people can afford to buy them. Right. Yeah. Um, So the. Conversation is introduced by Michael Allen. He's the director of Affirmation Arts, uh, and they hosted this event, and and that is a fantastic place in itself. Yeah, and more and more, um, they're I mean they're obviously involved in the arts with the name like Affirmation Arts, but more and more there's photography events there. Uh, on Friday was uh, our book launch, but the night before, uh, the Camera Club of New York uh, with their new Baxter Street space and everything they had their annual. Uh, Camera Club of New York benefit auction held there. Yeah, and the person who, uh, kind of our connection there is Dennis Santella, of course, former guest on the show, and uh, also with a book being published by SPQR Editions. Yeah, let's run through the gamut of uh, the five books, I guess. There's Dennis Santella's This My Garden Has Been to Me, and those are photographs of Harlem green space. Uh, So, think lots between buildings, you know, some of them with fabulous uh, communal gardens and other ones filled with, you know, weeds and discarded, you know, trash and detritus. Uh, And it's all panoramic photographs. And the interesting thing is the layout of the book and the format of the book rather is it's practically a square. It's like eight and three quarters by something. And uh, so his panoramic photographs always run uh, across the page. So you as a viewer have to decide if you want to rotate the book or not to look at the verticals in a different way or just go with it as they, they creep along. And also in Harlem, uh, we have an amazing book by Jeffrey Henson Scales 
called House, and it is in a barber shop that was in Harlem for many, many decades and uh, sadly closed, I think, 10 or 15 years ago. And the, the last owner just died this year, right before the book came out. But it's uh, an incredible survey of the people that were, were not only working there, but the clientele. And there's this real arc of masculinity in it between uh, very young boys to old men who, you know, look like they've been going there their whole life. And uh, the walls are filled with, uh, you know, uh, black power posters and just amazing thing from the neighborhood. Um, that's two of the books. Uh, third book is my book uh, about face picturing Tampa, which I've mentioned before on the show. So I'll just keep it short and say that. And uh, then the fourth book is Yoav Horesh's uh, book called Aftermath. And those are photographs all made in Israel uh, on sites where there at one point was a suicide bombing. And but he didn't go there at like a newspaper photographer right after the event, but waited, you know, weeks, months, sometimes even years afterwards to show, you know, what what kind of thing is left? What's the traces and memories of these type of uh, tragic events when things get hastily cleaned up? And, you know, what what can you see through a photograph of the, the remains of these things? And so the last book uh, is Stephen Hilger's book called. Um, back of town, and those are photographs in New Orleans, uh, post-Katrina New Orleans, specifically this neighborhood that's referred to as back of town, that was pretty much uh, scheduled for complete demolition. And uh, in the photographs, you get a sense of what's being lost and the places being taken over, and of course, residents still there and being troubled by it. And the thing that strikes me about his book that's different than a lot of the post-Katrina books I've seen, um, like Robert Polidori's and some others, is that it's not just uh, like a survey compendium of one empty house or lot after another. It's a much more uh, personal, subjective view from someone who spent years there. So those are the five books, and they're they're all about, they have a common theme of being about a place and somewhat, you know, Harlem, Tel Aviv, Israel, uh, Tampa, and New Orleans. Yeah, and they are all available on spqreditions.com as well as Amazon, and we will link to those on the site. Um, and But the, the beauty of this event was you could buy the whole set there and then get them all signed because all five photographers, including you, were there. Yeah, it was an incredible event. And so you'll be able to buy the entire set of five books also for $125 and also signed in a special packaging, it's going to be, uh, I believe, like a, a paper wrapping with a silver stamp foil or something like that. So even though you weren't at the event uh, this past Friday, you'll still have the opportunity to, to get your hands on all five like that. Yeah. So let me just make uh, some notes about what people are about to hear. Um, so this was recorded at Affirmation Arts, and it was introduced by Michael Allen, who's the director of Affirmation Arts. Um, there are some sound issues, but they're not, not too bad. And it does end a little bit abruptly because we had this massive feedback <laughs> near the end. Uh, while yeah, Tom... now, now wait a minute. Now, who ahead. was holding the mics when that massive <laughs> feedback happened? I was Michael? trying to separate the mics, and, but it was too late. The feedback had, <laughs> had uh, taken over. Yes, Life I of its own. Right. I had to pull the cords out of the mics to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is appropriate enough, you right. know, like That's drop right. the mic kind of moment, yeah. But, but Tom, right. Tom was, he was in the middle of mentioning that the wine actually came from the same town where the books were published by Seas Graphics. 
Graphicacies, I think. Graphicacies, that's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we had uh, Nicola Simeone, who's one of the co-owners of uh, Graphicacies, was there, which was incredible to have him come all the way from Verona to share the event with us. And he had some other examples of their fine printing. And we had a slideshow going, showing uh, Anna and Tom and myself Mm. in press. And so... Yeah, yeah it was no. like a great a great family event in that sense. Right, and, and, and yeah, it was a great event. And um, some of the sound issues were because it was pretty noisy, and it was pretty noisy because it was also very crowded, which was great. Yeah. Uh, just very quickly, I forgot to mention two things. One, uh, there's a Q and A afterwards. You can't hear the questions because we weren't mic'd for that, uh, but you can tell what the questions are from the answers. And we're going to try out a little special episode music, uh, so you won't hear our usual theme song. All right, everyone, we'll enjoy this episode, and Kai and I will be back on mic uh, with our next episode, so we'll talk soon. Hello, my name is Michael Allen. I'm the director here at Affirmation Arts. I'm glad to welcome you uh, for the inaugural launch of the first five books of SPQR Editions. Y'all can clap for that. It's my pleasure to introduce to you tonight Susan Kismerick, who was the senior, former senior curator of photography at the moment. You have to be precise. Curator. Yes. Seniors higher. What she said at MoMA for for over 35 years. Uh, Currently teaching the history of photography at Fordham University and working on two photo book projects herself. Thomas Roma is also here, fine artist, teacher, mentor, and baseball bat creator. He knows every inch of Brooklyn. Um, They're going to talk briefly about the state of photography and photo books as it is now, and then they will answer 15 or so minutes of questions from you guys, and then then we'll all enjoy each other's company. Uh, Without further ado. Um, Welcome, everyone. Thanks for coming. It's a pretty good crowd, um, and if you all want to sit down, please sit down, because anyway. Um, I, before Tom and I begin our conversation, I wanted to thank uh, Bill Hillman and the staff for accommodating this event. So the format, I mean, there's, it's not a big deal. Tom and I will talk for maybe 15 or 20 minutes, and then we'd like to have questions for about 15 minutes. So try to think of some good questions. Um, The first thing that occurs to me, Tom, you've called your publishing company, and it is, is it a company? Is it a formal? Uh, Yeah, it's an LLC. Okay. Uh, It's it's actually a no-profit corporation. We never expect to make any money, but it's not a non-profit. Okay. So we reinvest everything. Okay, so you've called it SPQR, which stands for, from Latin... Senatus Populusque Romanus, yes. which means sort of the Roman Senate and the people. Why? Well, I, I want to be clear. I did not name the company. Oh. I named my baseball bat making company, SPQR Baseball, and the owners of the company, who are my wife Anna and my son Giancarlo, actually own it. I don't own it. They named it SPQR. But the, the reason is, there was a reason. The idea is that this is a limited 
cooperative. It's a cooperative with a dictator. So everyone, when we recruit people to do books, we expect them to each bring their expertise, whatever it is, to the community, bring it to the table, and if someone is very good at uh, digital technology or someone else has a place to ship the books or someone else might know someone that has a beautiful space like this, we're all in it together and every, every aspect of it is done communally. Okay. So that's it. That's, the Senate and the people of Rome was that originally, the, you know, it did go haywire with these, uh, these uh, Roman uh, Caesars, but the, the, the people were supposed to be represented. And that's what we do. And so was the impetus to create the company, because sort of anyone can publish a photo book at this point in time, but they publish it, you know, through online services. And some of, you know, the more established photographers have done that, people like Stephen Shore, et cetera, et cetera. So what distinguishes your company from the ability to publish a book yourself online or however you, you know. Well, I mean, uh, Stephen Shaw is a bad example because he's a great photographer. So, okay. <laughs> now I'll tell you what, what I mean. Stephen doesn't need to uh, go to a vanity press. Anyone would publish anything Stephen wants. So when he does it, there's a nuance there. There's a certain, maybe it's control, maybe it's the, the, the scale of it. But a lot of people are self-publishing the Indigo and, you know, uh, Blurb yeah. and yeah. all of that stuff. And there's a small problem there. Um, we, all, we all deceive ourselves. We know the greatest photographers, the greatest writers benefited by having an editor, an editor that, that they can trust. So that's the main, that's one difference. Another difference is, we print the absolute highest quality, the best paper, the best printing presses. We printed at Seas in Verona for this series, and we're committed to do many more with them. You know, we have a, mm -hmm. a commitment to work with this printing shop. So we want to bring this technology that has evolved in my lifetime in photography and something I, I know how to do. We're bringing that to the table also. And we teach the photographers who we publish how to do it themselves. I hope they'll come back to us, but they don't, when we're finished, they don't need us. It's like going to school. No one goes to school to stay in school. You're supposed to go to school so you don't need your teachers anymore. And that's, that's what we try to do. It's a, a total package. How did you come to do, we have five books, um, the photographers are Steve Hilger, Jeffrey Scales, Kai McBride, Dennis Santella, and Yoav Horsch. Um, how did they come to be the first artists you Okay, were? well, they, they didn't. The, 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 the truth of the matter is, I don't really care about any of the photographers. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually being serious. I care about the owner of the book. I care about the reader, the viewer. I make the book for them. And I didn't choose photographers. I, cho I chose bodies of work that were kicking around in my brain over the years that I thought deserved to be books. They deserve it. And some of the people, look, Jeffrey Scales doesn't need me to publish a book. You know, I think people should be beating down his, his door to, to do a book. But I don't know, maybe stubborn or uh, 
Maybe he's mean. Maybe people don't like him. I don't know, but I, I'm looking right at him. But I, I wanted to own this book. So I published it. That's it. Every one of these books are books that I, I want to own. And I also think that every one of these are only the first book. Nobody, no one being published here is being rescued. Everyone here has more books in them already. We don't have to wait for them to do more, more work. They already have work behind them. Mm -hmm. So sure. it's, it's the work that made me choose, not the people. I mean, there are, there, there, there's, I, we're planning to do a book from a, a, a woman I met at Yale in 1982 or 83, and I have not been able to get those pictures out of my mind, and she'll be in the next series of books. You know, that I'm, I'm only doing what I want to do. All of the books are black and white photographs, and the reproduction is beautiful, but are you going to do any books in color? I'm I just think curious. three of the next five are, are color. Uh -huh. This this is just how it worked out. Uh -huh. It just worked out that way. I all see the other thing that's very important about SPQR because I'm thinking about the ultimate owner of the book. They're they're twenty nine ninety five. If any other publisher published in Italy with the paper we use, the printer we use, anyone else it would be a forty five dollar book, maybe a fifty dollar book. We we. We designed them so that they could be produced at a fair price, fair for everyone, mm -hmm. fair for the, the, the people who work. The only people who are not treated fairly are my family. And, uh, and I'm going to throw Marvin Hoshino, who's an un, unsung member of the family. He's the graphic designer that I've done, I don't know, 12, 13 books of my own with. And uh, we don't pay him a dime, nothing. And we don't even respect him for what he does. And so that's the staff of your company. You, Anna, Marvin. Giancarlo. Giancarlo. Giancarlo is, uh -huh. Giancarlo works on the creative side. He does a lot of the writing, proofreading, et cetera, et cetera. One of the new books coming out in the next series is a Lee Friedlander book, and Giancarlo's writing the uh, text. Great. And that was going to be one of the things I like about this first f five books is that each of the photographers wrote a brief statement about the work in the book. And it seems like it should be more common, but in fact, you rarely do find that in photo books, have the photographer write about, in, m in my experience. You know, it's funny that you said that because um, last year I had a little piece in the New York Times about... Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, my book, In the Veil of Cashmere, and I said, I have a great writer to write, and it was Jeffrey Scales that said, no, no, you, you can't do that. You have to write something. And I was furious with him, even though I just made him do it for his book. <laughs> so I do think it's important. Uh -huh. I think it's, authorship is important. Let me ask you another question about the next group of books or the next book or so. Are they all, they're not going to all stay the same format, or no, are no, they? No. The, the reason we did this, the same size, shape, the whole thing, was because we were, we printed one of, you know, my next book, which is coming out on Thursday, Stephen Cashagall. Right, Plato's um, Dogs. Plato's Dogs. We were printing my book, and we know how to do my books. We know everything about it because I make 
prints and then we scan and I, we, Anna does all the pre-press work. Uh, we do the, the duotone separations. But now each one of these photographers did it in a different way. And, you know, we were getting uh, digital files we, that were made from negatives, digital files made from prints that don't even exist anymore. No, anyway, I had to bring the scale of the actual production down to something where we couldn't fail. As it is, we were in Italy 11 days printing these six books. The next, the next five, uh, each one is going to be its own size and shape. Uh-huh. That's part of the fun of it, you know. I edit in sequence. I decide if it's going to be a bleed or float or whatever, you know. And I tell all, the, I told every photographer, I do it. You can't change a thing. Otherwise, why would I do it? I'm not working for you. That's the truth. Uh, let me just ask one more practical question. Yeah. How are the books being distributed? Because that's always an issue. That's a. That's that's really great. Now, what what's happened? Because of social media, people are distrib self-distributing. We, we have Amazon on one hand. We have, we'll have representation with uh, photocentric bookstores. But Jason Eskenazi, you know who he is, don't you? Jason just started a small publishing distribution company. In fact, he approached me at the Dan Arbor show at oh. the Met. And I said, amen, sign me on. We want to be with you. So... Just like small publishers are sprouting up, small distributors are going to sprout up. My son also has a company called HaywirePress.com, and he's going to be going to book shows, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to team up with him and have a table at APAD and places like that. Let me, let me go back a little historically. I know that photo books were always very important to you. And in fact, I think the first two books you did... Um, let's see, Brooklyn Gardens in 1980 and Serious Studies in 82 yeah. were limited edition books of original photographs that you went to a Hasidic book binder, I did. you made all the prints, and I don't know what the editions were. I know MoMA owns the Serious Studies book. And they own Brooklyn Gardens. They both so. Brooklyn, Brooklyn well, Gardens also. You bought it. <laughs> John, I remember John, buying Serious Studies. I don't remember John, buying John it. was on sabbatical. Oh, and really? you bought it. Yeah. It's fun. Anyway, my point is, it seems to me that historically, books have always been very important to you. Additionally, at this point in time, it seems as though a lot of the culture, it's, it's sort of like Home Depot taking over hardware stores, you know? Or it's like David Zwerner and, and Larry Gagosian sort of taking over the art market, this notion of the sort of big box enterprise as opposed to the smaller venue. And I'm wondering if your interest in books, because books are obviously more democratic. You do an exhibition, it's up and then it's over. And it's rare that it travels. So books seem to me the most democratic form of, of uh, disseminating work. And I'm wondering if your interest in books initially and now is a response to that art market imperative, you know, that sort of so initially, there was no art market right. in photography, and I, I, I knew some photographers had gallery representation. There were a few in 1980, and I thought, you know, they're a lot older than, than I am. I was 30 in 1980. I thought, I'll wait my turn. I'll get that little thing, too. But I, I discovered photography through books. 
My family didn't even have magazines. A lot of people got Life magazine. We didn't have that. Or National Geographic. We didn't have that. It was books right off the bat. Look, the, the main, I think the internet is great and I love what's going on uh, everywhere on the internet. I think Instagram is great. Um, I'm, I'm really behind that. But I'm a maker of physical things. I uh -huh. make things. I have a machine shop. I make cameras. I make baseball bats. I, a book is something you could make. You could take it with you. I mean, for me, the, I'm trying to make a book. When I, was, when I was a child, we moved a lot. We kept getting kicked out of places. And I have a kind of sad story about that. Um, but whenever you move, you have to, you're given a cardboard box and you're told as a child, put your stuff in there and that's what's coming to the next house. I'm making books that people will take with them. That's what I want. I want to make something people can't bear to throw away. I mean, I like when they give my books away, but throw away is another, you know, another story. Well, it's interesting that at this point in time, I mean, remember 10 years ago or so, everyone said that, that paper books would be dead and that everything, you know, books would all be electronic or whatever that's called, you know, Kindle and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's so absolutely not true. And, and I'm wondering, can you speak to that issue? I mean, I know why I prefer to read actual... I actually think that people retain more because of the physical aspect of reading a book in hard copy. That there's something about the visceral experience of touching the page, turning pages, that connects you to the world in a way when you read a book electronically, it doesn't happen. And I wonder if you yeah, I mean, have I, thoughts I, about it, that. It's, it's funny how that was, the, it's one of my son's terms, the script was flipped. The electronic revolution made it easier to make books because instead of photographing a photograph, now we scan them. Instead of making plates uh, exposing one piece at a time, now you push a button and the plate maker spits the plate out. But, you know, I, I know this is going to sound like a joke, but people actually were seriously thinking that everyone's going to have electronic pets, that you could have a pet that had a personality in a device. One of the reasons we have pets, and my dog is here, they get old. And then when they, when they die, we cry. We have books, and the cover wears out. The papers get worn, and we, when we revisit them, we see our own past playing out. I mean, does anyone here not have uh, the Charterhouse of Palmer or uh, the Catcher in the Rye or the Hobbit? Come on, I, you can't throw those books away. So we love the object, and that's what they didn't get. People keep talking about art as content. It's not content. These are things we love. This is why painting didn't die, sculpture didn't die. They're all wrong. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're just, listen, I, in preparation for today, I made notes. <laughs> yeah, these are my notes. Books, what? And I put them in my pocket. Because I knew Susan was going to try to trip me up. Uh, and I thought, maybe all I'll do is say this. Books make us feel less alone. That's what sure. I think. That's what books are. That's why I make books. That's why I hang on to every book. Every one of them. You know, for my own self, uh, I also grew up in a house that you, there were no subscriptions to magazines and there were no books. 
but I found the public library. Yeah. And I actually believe it kind of saved my life to be able to. Yeah, well, that's, a, I guess I didn't say that. Yes, it was in the library. That's how I discovered photo books. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should um, go questions. to questions. So. How about questions? Yes, please. That's a good idea. Okay, well, the plan is to not overextend, so it'll be a year from today. We want Hanukkah books, Christmas books, Kwanzaa books. Uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out if I can make a dollar on Ramadan, I'd do that. All right, now that you're a public entity with SPQR, I'm are you available? <laughs> Meaning, I'm sure there are a lot of photographers here in the audience who would like to get their books published. Well, this is, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna break out this new idea. It's not set in stone, but I, I couldn't help but notice all of these photo workshops sprouting up like crazy, even more than MFA programs. And, and for a good reason. There are photographers with real expertise and people want to meet them. In fact, Susan and I took a workshop with the same photographer. I did it in 1970, Arthur Freed. Oh, who, when did you do Arthur Freed's workshop? Um, 71 or 72. I was 1970. But so, and, and I've witnessed these workshops, and frankly, I don't want to insult anyone, but a lot of it is bullshit. Because it, it's, it, it rotates, it revolves around the idea of critique. And I think critique is baloney. I don't do it, I only, I don't do it, I don't do it at Columbia. All my students know that I do analysis, which is very different than critique. So I thought, why not marry this idea of publishing, because how many books could we publish? We're thinking of starting SPQR Productions, and we would do a workshop. We'd bring six people together. I would teach them everything about photo books from the first photo books on, and I have all the examples, press sheets, even plates, editing, sequencing. And then, after five days, I would spend two days with each photographer, edit and sequence a book, give it to my production team, and then we'd all fly to Verona and uh, <laughs> go stay in Verona for a week and print their book. And uh, Nicola Simeone, who's here, agreed to do it. So I think we're going to launch that as like uh, another way to produce books for people where they're essentially self-publishing but with our help uh -huh. and our distribution. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but, and then we would take that money and roll it over into SPQR and those people would be kind of getting scholarship. You know, they'd be getting like a fellowship to get their book published. So. Maybe someone who took the workshop the first time down the road would get a regular SPQR editions book. So would it be SPQR workshops or separate? No, it'll be SPQR workshops. We have a space picked out already. We have it all. We even have a storage facility for books. We're doing, we're moving ahead with this. Great, yes, do you have a question here? There, there, listen. They, the, the, the truth is, Listen. these five books are not by men. You, <laughs> you, you're assuming, 
Listen, you're assuming that people identify as the gender they were born with. And that's a bad assumption. Once, once, you should be. One, listen, once, once you open that door, that's a door you're not gonna, you're not gonna, for all you know, I, I identify as a woman who prefers to look and dress like a man and keep whatever's left of uh, my genitalia. And he, he did say that there's a student from Yale who he taught years ago, a woman who's worked. Of the, the next, of the next five, yeah. three of them are going to be women. But, yeah, but, 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 by accident. <laughs> Listen, at Columbia, we're, we're not going to defend ourselves. The truth of the matter is, for the last, what, three years I've had four women, I only bring four MFA students at a time, four women one year, three another year, then another four the year before that. We only go by quality. It's not, it's not about that. I told you how they were chosen. These are bodies of work that I couldn't get out of my head. Well, and they're also, not, Tom, they're also very diverse bodies of work. I mean, are. if you all have had the time to look at the books, I mean, we have the aftermath of bombings in Israel. We have a barber shop in Harlem. You know, we have backyard or but you're right. area of New Orleans. You know, et cetera, et cetera. You're right, but give us time. We just started. We can't have diversity right off the bat. It's okay, Tom. But She's I, not going to. It's okay. No, I tell everyone. Kai knows this. I love all kinds of music, country and western music. <laughs> I have, I have very diverse <laughs> tastes. Are there any other questions? Come on. Come on, challenging, challenge, yes. Uh, I think, I think. Repeat the question, Tom. Repeat the, repeat the question. Oh, what I about didn't hear color? It. Yeah, we answer that. Then I think three of the next five will be color. One of the photographers is standing right there, happens to be a man, but it's color. Yeah, we'll do color, we'll do everything. And they're all going to be different sizes next time, et cetera, et cetera. We had to, we had to start somewhere. I mean, perhaps you don't know what a big undertaking it is, but it's a, it's a big undertaking. Yeah. And we did it alone. We did it ourselves. One more question. What about one of my students here that Wait, may not... Because uh, why, why publishing five books at once? There's, it's called the economy of scale. I have to fly all the way to Italy to supervise the printing. So I'll do... In fact, I don't do five, but we actually do six. Powerhouse Books publishes my books. I supervise the printing of my book, and while I'm there, I already paid for the ticket, then I do the other books. So that saves money for SBQR, and that keeps the price of the book down. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Uh, okay.